One thing that you'll hear time and time again is that you need to niche down on the content on your channel. Now, a lot of creators that I work with, every time I tell them that, they roll their eyes at the back of their head and they tell me, look, I don't want to be known as one thing. I love lots of things. I want to experiment and have fun with my channel. And that is all absolutely legit and absolutely valid. The downside of being all things to all people is you just don't grow that quickly. Well, today we've got a very exciting episode of Cheap Talk where I speak to someone that I started working with a little while ago and by focusing her channel, she has done incredible things with it. So today on Cheap Talk, we're going to unpack my conversation with this creator, what was going on in her head when I told her to niche down and what the end result was. Let's do this. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I'm a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ, where every day we help creators big and small level up their channels, get more subscribers, more views in less time. So one of the things that we need to do on YouTube is we keep telling people to niche down and really, really focus and really understand their audience. And someone who has done this superbly well is my good friend, Abby Howe. She runs an amazing channel and she's going to tell us all about it right now. Abby, welcome to the show. Thank you, Liron. I'm excited to be here. This is going to be super fun. So, <laughs> Abby, for those who don't know about your channel, tell us, how would you describe your channel? Uh, my channel is about the Enneagram and personality types. So, essentially, it's helping you discover you. Uh, awesome. So, we talk all about all, about all things Enneagram, love languages, uh, Myers-Briggs, all stuff like that. Okay. So... It's already super focused. I mean, just by saying that there wasn't very there, was, there wasn't a lot of ands. It wasn't fashion and comedy and gadgets and enneagrams. This is what you do. This is what you do so well. But it wasn't always like this, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, we met at VidCon what two years ago now? I would say. I I think so. Something um, weird like that? A while ago. I really think it was three years ago. Oh, wow. That is insane. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. this, year, this year has felt like a couple of years rolled up. I here. know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and at that stage, you were doing something different on your channel. What were you doing then? Yes. So when, I, when we met, I was doing a sketch comedy channel. Um, I was in Los Angeles um, actively pursuing like an acting career and one of the ways I was, um, you know, helping like get material and uh, honing my comedy skills was just by making videos. And in the process of doing that, I became obsessed with YouTube, obsessed with making videos. And I really wanted to grow my channel, but my channel was all over the place. I had videos on customer service, um, anti-MLM videos, Gilmore Girls, song parodies, dance tutorials, like pretty much anything that I thought of that I was like, oh, that's funny. Or if I was like really into a TV show, I'd make a video about it. 
So the one thing that I remember distinctly you said was, look, I love doing this, but boy, it's such high production. There's so much effort. There's so much scripting. I got to get my friends involved. There's a lot of work that goes into this and I'm not really seeing much reward. Uh, am I remembering this correctly? Yeah. I, <laughs> okay. there, was I, some, there was some frustration, we can say. Yes, because I was spending like, I just like want you to imagine, like I live in a very small apartment with a roommate and I am bringing in a sound guy, a director, photographer, I'm paying them. Uh, I'm bringing in lots of my acting friends. We're like filling up the apartment with lights and sound gear and and just like it was just this big expensive time consuming thing and I learned a lot about filmmaking and, and comedy and managing a group of people but on the other side I was really pouring all my resources and time and effort into something that was getting like 100 views um, and just I really felt like I was creating just for myself and not really for anybody else. And there's some value in that but it's not a growing strategy, right? As we first started to unpack this, it was one of the first things that I started picking up on your channel. As much as I love your comedy, because I think it was amazing and really funny, and I love the customer services stuff. And my question to you back then was, okay, well, how do you continue this? Do you have the stamina to continue this? And I think this whole started unpacking and unraveling at that stage. How many subscribers did you have, do you think, at that stage? Um, when, when we met at VidCon or when, when we When we first started kind of chatting more seriously about your channel. I, I'm assuming um, when we met, I probably had around 500 subscribers. But when, we, when I became like really burnt out and I reached out to you in frustration, that was November 2019. Um, I've been making videos for four years and I had less than 2000 subscribers. Okay. So November, 2019, making videos for how many years? Four years? Four years. Yeah. And then 2000 subscribers. Yeah. Okay. We then started speaking just as a quick update. Where is your channel right now? Uh, at the moment, we are almost at 20,000. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So a slight difference in a couple of months. Yes. Um, and, and I give you all the credit because everything that we've spoken about, you know, I can tell you stuff, but somebody has to implement it. And you've been just absolutely a legend and just doing everything correctly. So, oh. that, so that's great. But let's, let's unpack a little bit of our discussions, I suppose, if, if, you, don't okay. mind share, if you don't mind sharing with the rest of the audience. Because I'm sure they're going to want to know, what did he tell her to do, right? <laughs> I know. Well, I just like, it's so funny because like, I, I acknowledge that like, yes, like it takes hard work to like put these things into practice, but I needed a firm and gentle hand telling me like, <laughs> Abby, like this isn't working. And Leron did it so gracefully. Um, so yes, I reached out to him on Twitter. I was like, I'm so frustrated. Nothing's happening. I don't know what I'm making. I was trying to niche down at that point, but I was, I was still niching too small. I was, or too big, excuse me. Um, I was, I had a huge umbrella and thinking it was niche down, but it really wasn't. And so I, you know, I, I said, I feel like I'm floundering around. We set up a call. And one thing that 
you said to me that really changed my mindset was, would you rather be an expert on one thing or an expert about nothing? I'm good. Hey, wow. <laughs> I, sh I should write this down. <laughs> well, that's stuck in, I remember that that was last year and I still remember it. Like right. it really stuck out to me of like, Oh, well, I don't want to be an expert at, at nothing. Um, I was resistant to being in, to being really niche down. But, um, when you said it that way, I was like, Oh, well, I don't want that. Okay. <laughs> um, that's the one thing is that, when I looked at your channel and I looked at the talent that you have and I kind of saw that you were where your strengths were and we looked at the data of your channel and then one thing that really stuck out was the whole Enneagram niche and when I said that to you you weren't too thrilled to hear that you said nope. I don't want to be the Enneagram queen I don't want to be that channel I want to do lots of stuff yeah okay. I I've, it felt like I, I was so resistant because I didn't want to be trapped. Like I didn't want to, you know, have a really funny idea, but then not be able to make it because I only have an Enneagram channel. And so I really felt resistant to putting myself in a box. And I was afraid also that like, I would stop loving the Enneagram. Like, mm -hmm. what if I get tired of this? And then, and my channel is then all about the Enneagram and then I'm stuck in it. Okay, so what happened then? Um, I think I was just so frustrated and, when, and I was so ready to change something that I was at a place where I was willing to try it. And um, the, the Enneagram videos were performing really well and I was really enjoying them. And so, you know, you, you asked me like, can you write down a hundred video ideas on this topic? And I absolutely could. I could just pour it out onto a page, all of these ideas. And I still feel that way months later. Like I, I have a Trello idea board for mm -hmm. um, my Enneagram videos and also like other personality things. And it's just a never ending well of ideas. And I think of new ideas every day. So I haven't run out of ideas. I don't feel trapped. Actually, I feel like I have more freedom within yep. a niche than I did without one. Does that make sense? It's crazy to think that, right? Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it does make sense. I don't know. <laughs> it, and that's, that's a great message. And this is why kind of I love doing the show and I love working with you is for that, for that exact reason. Because people make the mistake, and it's not you specifically, it's people as, as a whole. I'm not going to love one thing forever. I'm, you know, don't trap me into this. Don't pigeonhole me. I've heard this a bazillion times. Yeah. And my view on pigeonhole is you're looking at it wrong. If you're pigeonholed, you're known as the world's expert at this thing. Who doesn't want to be known as the world expert at this one thing? If you're the expert, I'm always, always going to think of you. Every time I have an Enneagram anything, I only go to one channel. I, it automatically just jumps to the top of my list. I don't have to start searching. I know Abby's channel is going to answer those questions. So for those, everyone sitting out there thinking, oh, don't, I, I'm not going to play one game forever, or I'm not going to do travel vlogs forever. Well, when you don't do that, you're telling the audience, look, I'm here for you sometimes, as opposed to I am your go-to channel. And there's a mm -hmm. huge, huge difference. Um, I want to unpack a little bit of what you said about lots of ideas. Do you find that because you now 
focused on Enneagram and personality types, that it's a little bit actually easier to come up with topics. Yes. Yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah. It's weird. It's like, I, it's like once, once you put up some boundaries, it's, it just, I don't know. It just opens it up. Like I, I can think of so many, it's, it's easy to be creative when you're given, um, some, some walls because within Mm. those walls you can play around and you can really like think about it. Meanwhile, like, unless like when I was doing the sketch comedy stuff, it was like, Abby, you can make videos about anything. Mm. And then I felt like I had to jump on every trend. Like, Oh, stranger things is, is really popular. I'll make a stranger things sketch. And then the next week, uh, Oh, like this type of video, like I was just like bouncing around. And I think as like my, like, any subscribers I had at that point were probably getting whiplash of like me going all over the place. And I, I think I mentioned this, but I was doing dance tutorials and like, okay. I'm not a dancer and like, I don't know what I was doing. Like, I was just like, Oh, these will get views. Ah, uh, chasing yeah, so, views. Yeah. I think I was chasing that a little bit, but like kind of with no direction. So again, that's dangerous. So a lot of people are focusing on what's trending, what's cooking, what's hot and are jumping onto that. Where do you draw the line about chasing trends? But you've also t- said about whiplash of the audience, which by the way, I love as a phrase. Your audience gets confused. How is your audience being receptive now to the fact that they know what they're going to get from you? Um, I just find that like, it's like I have a community here of people who really care about the Enneagram, like will debate me on things, which I welcome. Because, you know, it's just, it's fun. Like I'm, I could talk about the Enneagram all day. And if the Enneagram ever, you know, like just loses popularity and no one wants to watch videos about it, I can still make videos about personalities and like whatever new personality thing people are really into. um, I'm sure I'll be into it too, because I've always been really into personality typing. So are you finding that your community are the same people? You recognize the same comments on your videos, or same people commenting on your next videos. People can't wait to see your next production. Yeah, I have like uh, regular commenters who like also tend to like message me on my Instagram because I started an Enneagram Instagram as well. And so mm-hmm. that has been really fun because then I get people saying like, really encouraging things <laughs> to me like there's someone who commented on my video today who was like hey like my boyfriend is a youtube you know he makes youtube videos and we just want to say like keep going you're doing awesome like just Love like it. really like really encouraging little notes from these people that just make me feel like i can keep going you would just want to get up and go and make more and more and more yes <laughs> But, and that's the big difference where when you're, and not you, but when people are all over the place, they're trying to really understand what they want out of YouTube and what their audience wants out of YouTube. It is so much more difficult trying to come up with another idea, trying to come up with a good title, trying to come up with something that works in inverted commas. Whereas if you're an awesome creator doing awesome things in a specific niche, Make more of that. That's what people love you for. Take us through your process. So how do you come up with your next video idea at the moment? You already mentioned Trello 
Let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah. So I, um, I really try to work um, at least a, try to be at least a week ahead. So in the ideal world, I have at least one video pre-uploaded and ready to go while I'm working on other videos. Um, ideal world, I'll have like three videos up and ready to go and mm. scheduled. Um, but yeah, so basically in my Trello board, I have like a list for goals where I, I um, have like my subscriber goals and like watch time goals that I want to hit just to keep me focused. And then I have, um, I do have a couple of sponsors that I'm working with. So I track my sponsors and like when I have to have a video up for them. Okay. Well, well, have, well, 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 oh. well, well, we have to pause here. Okay. Are you telling me that you're a channel <laughs> with almost 20,000 subscribers and you're able to do brand deals? Yes. What? I don't have to <laughs> wait till I get a million subscribers. Tell you us more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this because I keep telling people, stop waiting. Find the brands that are good to work with. We're going to go on a little tangent. Tell okay. Us, tell me about brand sponsorship on a smaller channel. What yeah. does that mean? Well, I didn't think it was possible. Um, like I have a business email, like just a Gmail account, um, and I get a lot of spam. Mm -hmm. But I got um, contacted by Skillshare and uh, we worked, we did like one trial video and it went well. So I got a four month deal. Yeah. So like we've been, we've done three videos so far or five, actually four videos with the trial video. And then my last sponsored video with them in this specific contract is um, September 24th. So amazing. Yeah. So that's been really great. And they're wonderful. They like, they're really clear on what they want from you. They're super flexible. They pretty much let me say whatever I want. And, um, and the product is amazing. Like it's just really cool online classes. So it was, it was, a, it's just a really great sponsorship deal. I, I love them. They pay me on time. Like everyone's really nice there. And I Brilliant. also recently got a smaller deal with, a website called Cloverleaf, which does personality typing. Oh, courses. makes sense. Yeah, it's a very, <laughs> it's a very on-brand partnership. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so we're working together and basically I just, I help them like bring traffic to their Enneagram typing and their MB, MBTI typing quizzes to help get more traffic to their website. Brilliant. So, yeah, those are my two brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And did they approach you? Both of them? Uh, they both did, yeah. So I actually haven't done anything really proactive. Oh, uh, you and I are going to have words again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love it. So, so they discovered you because obviously the um, Clover, sorry, Cloverleaf, you said? Yes, Cloverleaf. Okay. So Cloverleaf obviously did some searches. You came up. You're, they looked at your channel. They see that you're the exact brand ambassador for them. This is a beautiful partnership. Very, very on brand. Okay, so just to, I just wanted to highlight that for all those people thinking this is just not possible. Here is proof it is possible. Okay, <laughs> but, but we digress. I took you off track. We're getting back to the main track, which was how do you come up with your business, with your process for your videos? You said Trello board. We got a million ideas. We <laughs> got a million ideas. What's next? Uh, so then I have three sections for different types of of videos. One is character videos, which is like 
typing characters in a TV show. And these videos are really time intensive, editing, writing. Mm. So I don't do a lot of them because it just, it's, it's really time intensive, but I have a lot of ideas. So I've got a whole <laughs> list of ideas for character videos. Then I have informational videos where, which are, don't have any sketch comedy or comedy parts to them. It's just like information in an interesting way. So I have all those ideas and then I have my sketchy videos, which are all the things that get the most views and um, are funny and take a little bit extra uh, in terms of production and editing and stuff like that. And then I move all of those ideas into a calendar um, within Trello and I, you know, I put them all on the, my days, my upload days right now are Monday and Thursday. And then I, um, yeah, I just track like what's in pre-production. What do I need to write? What do I need to film? What's needs to be edited? And I have little, um, organizational things for all of those things. Okay. So that's all nicely laid out. Things move from point A to point B to point C and then you're upload. Do you do a lot of research in terms of what somebody else doing on this particular topic? Or do you know that this is going to work on my channel? I know my audience is going to love it. Let me just do it anyways. Yeah, it kind of depends. Like I, I normally do search things. Um, there's a couple people who aren't, who are in my niche that I follow really closely. Um, not to necessarily copy them, but like you want to, you want to have your finger on the pulse of your, of your niche. So, um, and I, and generally all of those people do, um, holiday videos. So mm. I know that there's probably going to be some Halloween videos coming up about the Enneagram and I can hop on the bandwagon there. I know that Christmas there'll probably be some things. So Correct. just in general, like just knowing what they've made in the past, knowing that if I put out a video around the same time, they'll both build on each other and that video might get more views. So in that way, I do, you know, um, keep track of like what's going on. But it's important. It's fingers on the pulse because that is what YouTube is going to serve out. If people are wanting this content and they're going to serve out somebody else's channel and people look at channels as competitors or someone's watching somebody else's content and you really shouldn't because if somebody YouTube knows that we don't watch one video about one thing and then go and make a buying decision. You know, we watch three, four, five videos about the same topic before we decide what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's making a Mother's Day video, a Christmas video, a back to school video, and so are you, odds are pretty good that people who love the first video will probably love your video as well and vice versa. Great, great to have your fingers on the pulse. Something that's exciting for you. It's going to be exciting for your audience, and especially if it's already been done on somebody else's channel, all great indicators. And you actually don't have a year yet since, we, since you've niched down into your channel, right? It's only been recently, since November. Yeah, so we've got like another month before we hit a year. Okay, so once you hit that year, you then are able to look at your own analytics and say, right, last year at this time, what did well? And now you can just mm. do an update. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So it's all about just under really, really getting to your audience, really getting to your messaging and really being able to play that up and improve on it. Because things that were great in 2019, things that are super weird in 2020, you know, we have to piggyback on stuff that works. And no one's better, no one's data is better than your own. You have access to it. 
really mm-hmm. understand that and, and play that up. So I love your process. I think it's great. Being very organized, very meticulous. It's probably your Enneagram type, I would assume. It's the way that you work. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's great to have structure because I think structure also leads you to being productive. And YouTube is this like, hey, fly by the seat of our pants type of world. But as soon as you go behind the scenes of any of the bigger channels, you'll realize it's a well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. And understanding that really early on is really going to put you in good stead. So great, great, great posts. Um, as far as kind of publicity and advertising your new video, how do you do when you have a new video launched? What's your next step? How do you get it out there to the world besides YouTube notifications, of course? Um, I only really use Instagram. So I have a pretty good community over there. So I will, I tend to like hype up the video a little bit in stories, like a day or two before, like a sneak peek or something like that. Nice. Um, and then the day of I'll post, um, like either like, like for example, today I posted the Enneagram types of the characters of Avatar, the last airbender. <laughs> so I have six posts planned to go. Um, up from today to Saturday, which um, take you through the main characters of um, Avatar and what their types are. So that, and all of those link back to YouTube to show like, you know, so you can go more in depth than what the Instagram post tells you. So mostly Instagram stories, Instagram bio and Instagram feed. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Tease the audience. If they love that little snippet, you just naturally want more. And where do you find more? On Abby's channel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we round off, anything else you want to share with your journey, things that you've maybe picked up, any additional tips? Like, I guess if I was to talk to myself a year ago, I would just say, like, I know that you're, you're afraid of being trapped and, and boring, but, um, but niching down is really going to help you find freedom and lots lots more creativity that you didn't know you had i love it every people want to check out what you're up to how do people find your channel hit us up with some links uh you can just search abby howe on youtube um it's a-b-b-e-y and then h-o-w-e um and then on instagram it's just enneagram with abby really embracing that enneagram (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, love it Um, so of course we're going to have all this information in the show notes as well as the link to abby's stuff so you don't have to remember it simply tippity tap and head over to the channel check out what she's up to look at the way from branding channel banner titling it's all around the one focus and then look at those numbers and i'm sure this is not the last we've heard of abby we're going to see her at the twenty thousand, the fifty thousand. 100,000 mark, it's all coming as she doubles down and niches in and really delivers amazing value. Abby, this has been superb. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Awesome. And for the rest of you guys still hanging out here, don't forget to smash that subscribe button in your favorite podcast application. Really take to heart the messaging of niching down. I know it sounds weird. I know it sounds scary but that is really going to help you have great, great focus on your channel, helps your audience understand what to expect from you 
And it's amazing how you can keep delivering again and again and again. Share this episode with at least one other creator that's maybe struggling with this. And I'll catch you guys, as always, on the next episode of Tube Talk. Thanks for hanging out. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk, brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.